0: Hi everyone, Sandman here. Today I want to talk about the generosity of men and how it often gets us into trouble and turns us into manginas. And many generous men don't seem to have the word no in their vocabularies. It's often said that for a young man to have his father in his life is generally a good thing, because masculine traits are passed down from one generation to the next. But in some cases the qualities that get passed down can be detrimental for the next generation of men. It all depends on many factors, including large generational, as well as cultural gaps. My own father is 40 years older than myself and grew up in Eastern Europe during and after the Second World War. He was brought up in a communist country where people tried to live up to the fantasy of collectivist ideals. And women generally are more collective than men, and men are more individualistic. So in some ways, the battle between collectivist communism and individualistic capitalism in the 20th century could be seen as a fight between a male and female psychology. Women, it seems, want the safety of numbers of being part of a collective and to treat each other fairly in the outside world. But often in their private lives they usually show their true nature. And from what I've seen, men in general tend to be themselves more in public spaces with other people around them. And then they tend to go home and are often fake around their wives trying not to rock the boat and find themselves spending the night in a doghouse. But getting back to this idea that generous men are somehow flawed. I think that generous men that are always wanting to help other people just because of the sake of being do-gooders are actually rewarding women for their narcissistic behavior more than they're helping them out. I think that men shouldn't bend over backwards to help strangers. And I don't care how many times you've watched Uncle Ben die in the first Spider-Man film with Tobey Maguire. With great power, a man shouldn't be forced to take great responsibility. With great power, a man should be free to be whatever the fuck he wants. Why should a successful male be forced to look out for others when others aren't looking out for his best interests? This seems like a simple argument. Yet my father taught me to help strangers and to have a good moral character. That might have worked better in a communist country where people were supposed to have more camaraderie towards one another. But in a country where money talks, you might as well have a sign around your neck that says sucker. And when people see that sign, they come running to get favors from you. And I don't blame my father for being a nice guy, because during communism, when he was growing up, he knew his neighbors and the people around him. And back then, you had to build your social capital by doing other people favors. And then eventually, they would come around and do favors for you. But in capitalism, he continued the same types of behavior, even though they didn't benefit him. Anyways, one YouTuber visiting my channel said that it was his mother that beat his urge to help other people out of him. He said that his mother wasn't going to let him turn into a pushover mangina. And looking back on my life, I wish that my mother had done the same thing. Instead, I spent the last 15 years helping complete strangers and people around me that were completely capable of helping themselves. Yet at the same time, I felt this strong sense to help them when they were in bad situations. And to some extent, helping others did actually make me happy. So it wasn't purely altruistic. And I was reading an article today about the three levels of happiness that people receive from different types of behavior in their lives. The first level of happiness is simple to understand. It's the materialistic high that we get from buying things and consuming them. And judging from all the shopping malls filled with women's clothing stores, women it seems tend to get happiness from material goods just a wee bit more than men. Men on the other hand tend to get stuck in the second level of happiness where they do things for others and that makes us happy. This second level is apparently called the life of engagement. We engage with other people and help them do different tasks and chores. We love others and help them out and find purpose and fulfillment in helping others. However this is where generosity gets us into trouble. And finally we have the third level of happiness which is a meaningful life level of happiness. The meaningful life is what I've strived for every single day when I put out these videos. and I hope to influence others and make a big difference in their lives. The third stage is about making a difference and helping people on a higher level than yourself. This stage is about believing in the highest ideals and leveraging your strengths. Spider-Man was often torn between stage two and stage three. He's trying to love and care for Gwen Stacy or Mary Jane, but at the same time he's pushing himself to help the city of New York and leveraging his strength to that noble ideal. But as men going our own way, we need to stop living our lives to save others. We need to live our lives for our own fulfillment, but at times it can be difficult to live up to MGTOW ideals, especially if you've been trying to fulfill the three levels of happiness your entire life. Being generous is often beaten into men in our society by women, the media, and the state. We are forced to be generous regardless of whether we want to or not through taxation. And as men with the progressive tax rate system in North America, the more money we make, the more generous we have to be with our earnings. Supposedly men make more money than women, and my question to the state is this. Why isn't every single tax dollar taxed the same way? Back when women stayed home and took care of kids, and often took part-time jobs, their income wasn't taxed to a certain level. But men's tax rates would rise progressively higher due to different tax brackets. And I don't see that as fair. What does everyone else think? Now going back to Eastern Europe for a moment, Before the fall of communism, my uncle won a state lottery, and was awarded a free apartment. Being that it was communism and people were supposed to help each other out, he decided that he was going to basically be a nice guy and give one of his friends the surplus apartment because of his solidarity. The man he was giving it to had a son that had recently gotten married, and he wanted his son to move out with his new wife and raise a family in a place of their own. But my uncle's friend's son didn't have a place, so my uncle handed his friend the keys and the deed to the place and the son got the apartment out of this deal. Years later, the communist system fell apart, and the situation was completely reversed. My uncle had one of his sons, who's also my cousin, that needed a place of his own. But unfortunately, my uncle had already given away the apartment to his friend. And that friend and his wife had passed away, and his son now owned two apartments, one of which was rented. My uncle then proceeded to ask his friend's son to give the apartment back. At that point, my cousin needed his own place. But unfortunately, my uncle had already given away the apartment to his friend. And that friend and his wife had passed away, and his son now owned both apartments, one of which was fully rented. My uncle asked him to give back the apartment, because my cousin was now in need. And he was told, no, both apartments are mine, by the dead friend's son. So in the end, my uncle was punished for doing a good deed. My father also taught me to be selfless in many ways that he learned under communism, but which don't seem to work under capitalism. In some ways you can say that men are the ultimate manginas under communism because the state made a social system where any surplus wealth had to be given away, and was socially encouraged to be given away by everybody. My most recent ex-girlfriend trained me as well to take out the garbage, clean the kitchen, and go grocery shopping without having to say anything to me. She taught me to be courteous around the house, and my father taught me to be helpful to strangers and people that I barely knew. Between helping my in-laws, my ex-girlfriend, and strangers, I was being pulled on all sides and hardly had any time outside of work for myself. And I blame this situation for many years of my life where I floated around with no direction. A man pulled in many directions gets stuck. My father's as well as uncle's mangina behaviors were passed down to me to some extent. And the last year and a half of my life has basically been spent trying to become a recovering mangina. Sometimes I have to fight the urge to play Spider-Man and try to help others. Sometimes a man has to learn to become selfish. Sometimes a man has to learn how to become selfish in his own life. How's that for male entitlement? Taking generous men for granted is not something they teach in women's studies. And my father is still trying to basically help his neighbors, his friends. But it's killing him and he's actually not aware that he's doing this. His mother, my grandmother, also controlled him his entire life. And now that she's gone, my mother is controlling him as well. What use is a man's life if he can't exercise his own free will, and use his mind for his own purposes? My brother, on the other hand, was always selfish, because it was mostly my mother that raised him early in his childhood, and she tended to be materialistic as well, and passed on those qualities to him. He never went out of his way to help others, but he expected others to come out of their way to help him. He also avoided the pitfalls of being taken advantage of by being generous to others. And he lives his life in constant fear of failure, because he's never really failed at anything in his life. He's constantly fighting to live up to the image of success that society has set up for him. But he's not an intellectual. He has alpha male attitude, and the success of an alpha. But for him, marriage is part of that successful image that he has to buy into because it's part of success. He's generous with his fiance because society tells him to be. But if he didn't have to be that way, he probably wouldn't. Anyways, I want to finish this video by talking about the impoverishment of public space at the expense of enriching private spaces over the last 60 to 70 years. A society where men aren't whipped and where men have agency often have built spaces and public spaces which are rich, and the cities are often dense and full of culture. Think of cities such as Paris and Rome. Personal spaces and possessions are often minimalized in such spaces. But in modern suburban cities, the personal spaces But in modern suburban cities, the personal spaces are lavish and large. And the exteriors of homes and public spaces are often poor. And I believe that this reflects women's personalities. Where they feel the most comfortable is where the comforts of life are found. And where men feel most comfortable is where the resources go. Men are happier with less possessions and smaller dwellings. And when men were actually men, cities were configured to reflect that. And once women took power over politics, then cities sprawled out and public spaces became impoverished. But women's personal spaces grew along with their waist sizes, while male spaces in both the home and in public were impoverished. The suburbs can be seen as a product of female desire, for the most part, and cities can be seen as male personalities manifesting themselves. Anyways, that's all I've got to say for today. Thanks again for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day,